Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Future Tech Podcast. It's me, Charlie Sell, Board Director of Major Group, where I get a chance to chat, speak, have open conversations with tech leaders, people passionate about helping young people enter the world of STEM and, and the different opportunities that lie in front of them. I am really pleased to have Mark Smith with me today. Now, Mark is the outgoing CIO of ITV, and I'm pretty sure everyone listening to uh, this podcast will know who ITV are, um, one of the UK's leading global media companies. Um, and he is starting new pastures, uh, very exciting opportunities, which he may or may not be able to give us too much detail on. Um, but without further ado, I'm going to introduce Mark, and um, as always, lead in with finding a bit about his career. So Mark, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Charlie. And hi, everyone. It's a, a real privilege to be invited along. And I'm looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, great. So let's jump straight in. And Mark, tell us a bit about your story. How, how did you get into tech? And how has it um, gone throughout your career? Okay, Charlie, so I'll, I'll kind of start where I am now, I suppose, and I'll go right back to the, the beginning. So as you say, I'm, I'm the outgoing CIO of ITV. I've been with ITV over 10 years now, and it's been amazing. And I'll probably talk a bit more about that that, that, that soon. But And I'm, I'm looking, I'm starting a new role in, in November, which is a really exciting role, another big UK brand, which you all have heard of. But unfortunately, yeah, I, I, it hasn't been announced publicly yet. So unfortunately, I can't tell you, but, you know, watch this space, you know, and I, yeah, that will be November the 1st I started a new role. So hugely exciting. Um, it's been a long and interesting career, I suppose, now, you know, and I'm probably coming towards the end of it now. Um, but I've always worked in the media industry, which has been fantastic. And again, I'll talk a little bit more about that because I think that's really important, actually, you know, the type of company, the type of sector that you choose, you know, based on what your interests are and your personality. But I will, I'll go into that in more detail. But where I started, so STEM, I think, is where I started, actually. You know, I think I, I've noticed over my career a, a lot of people have entered into the, the kind of technology space or in, in the technology careers via alternative methods. You know, you see often, you know, people from a financial background or people from a consulting background getting into big tech roles. I didn't, you know, I, I did A-level in maths, computer science and physics. Yeah, and then I, I went and did H&D actually at the time, like a diploma in electronics and then a degree in, in IT. So I've really come from the tech background. You know, I'm, I've always been into tech. My dad bought me my first computer and it was, you know, a big expensive one. You know, you can't, you couldn't buy things like Macs in those days. Yeah. And, and, and I loved it. And I, I got straight into programming. So, so I did start, you know, from a STEM background, from an education background. I think one other thing that I was keen to just say as well, is that you know I'm I suppose I'm from a relatively kind of working class background you know nobody in my direct family had ever been away to university I was definitely the first person in my family to go you know and my extended family to go away to university and not many people from my school if I'm honest went to university so and you know and I don't want anyone to feel sorry for me here but I just wanted to bring the point out you know I think STEM to me was a, a, you know a way that I could get into a really interesting career you know the thought of me from my background at the time going in to become a doctor or a, even an accountant those kind of things probably seemed really tough actually but you know but um the stem world you know the the engineering and and, and, and it world didn't feel quite so difficult for someone from my background it's it just something I, I wanted to kind of point out so so anyway yes yeah, so I, I went away to university i got my degree i got i got a graduate training role actually which again i think is something yeah but two things actually i did a sandwich course uh, that that really helped i think because um you know, and so when I'd say a sandwich course, a, a four-year degree rather than a three-year degree, and you have the third year out in industry. And I actually did my third year in industry working for BT, 
um, yeah, and, and learned loads in that year. And actually, I, I ended up getting a graduate training role with BT when I left university, you know, through, I suppose, my, you know, my connections and, and my experience working there. Uh, so I, that's something I would definitely recommend for somebody, you know, looking to a degree in a STEM project you know that year in industry is really i think really really important because everything can be can become a little bit theoretical and i learned so much about careers and org structures and just the way that you know the whole kind of work world works during that year out and it, it enabled me to have a better idea of the kind of stuff i wanted to get into i think when i finished so so that that was the education over and done with you know i graduate training scheme bt brilliant grounding loads i was a software developer and systems integration expert and i suppose really immersed myself in the tech for for a number of years and and and, and that was cool and 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 then managed to get myself onto a a kind of joint venture project actually with BT and I was working in in actually with BT's kind of national research center where things like radar and those kind of things were invented back in the day and, and they were doing this really interesting project and it was all around putting video signals over optical fibers which at the time was like wow that's cool <laughs> now you know that's broadband isn't it you know that's what we all just think of you know getting netflix over broadband but at the time you know it, it was a new thing and th those kind of things excited me you know, it was new challenges. And I think another thing that's, you know, been all through my career is customer facing industries, you know, something I like now to go to the pub. And if somebody asks me what I do, I can say I work for ITV, I work for the BBC, I work for Sky and people know that brand and they, they, they know maybe some of the products that you've worked on. I think that's that that's always been quite important to me. So, yeah, so I got involved in this joint venture pro project, which was all about it's called interactive TV. So it was, I suppose, a forerunner of, you know, a lot of things like, you know, kind of online betting and those kind of things, you know, where you could, you could press a red button on Sky television and you could actually, you know, order a pizza or, you know, that kind of stuff had never been done before. And it was so exciting at the time. So I got involved in that. I ended up working for Sky TV right at the beginning of their, you know, kind of big launch of the new Sky digital products. This was you know, still kind of 20 years ago. Massive, exciting time, great company to work for, you know, a, a company that weren't weren't worried about cannibalizing their own products. They were constantly bringing new products to market, you know, got to find out all about cool stuff like, you know, kind of agile software engineering and product development, product management, marketing, all of those really kind of exciting things, which again, you know, a second nature to most kind of software teams now, but definitely weren't at the time. You know, we felt we were really on the cutting edge of all that cool stuff. So. So Sky for years, and, and I suppose at Sky, I got into team management, and this is where it comes back to people. I think I always found that, I suppose I'm quite a personable person. I'm quite a sociable person. I like to work with people. A lot of people don't, you know, you can do, you know, some people are very introverted, like to work on their own, especially I think in the software engineering world. And, and some people are more extroverted and like working as teams and being part of something bigger. And I think I was always that latter, you know, so I enjoyed working with people. So, so it, I, and I think that's really, really important as well, being able to work with people, you know, you have to work in teams nowadays. You have to work with neighboring teams. You have to work with suppliers. You have to work within the industry. And I think that's really, really important. So. Yeah, so I think out of that, I probably I started running quite you know large software engineering teams and gradually started going up that career ladder through that route, I suppose. But I was also really keen when I was at Sky 
that there were other routes and I worked quite a lot with the HR teams around, you know, if you are just a tech guy and you didn't want to manage big teams, you know, is there still a career path there? And most companies now, I think, um, you know, do have those kind of routes as well. You can either go up the, you know, the team management um, um, kind of hierarchy or, or, or you can, you know, you can be the best tech guy and still have a career within the companies. And, and, and I did a lot of work, as I say, with the HR team at Sky. Anyway, moving on, BBC, always wanted to work for the BBC, big brand. Also, big content, you know, the kind of shows I was watching at the time were mainly on, on, on the BBC. Um, so, so, you know, I, I was, I was really, and, and I grew up with the BBC and they had this cool thing at the time that they, a new product they were working on called BBC iPlayer, which I'm sure a lot of you have heard of. And, and I was really keen to work with them. And they were, you know, I knew they were using cool tech. I knew they were using great processes. There's some great people working there. So I got, I got pulled in and I went to work for them. And I, I ended up working and, and running the iPlayer team for it on an interim basis, but kind of running the whole iPlayer team, um, learning about how the BBC worked, which was an interesting challenge. You know, I'm interested in organizations and culture and all of that kind of thing. And, and ended up actually a bit of international, um, experience as well kind of uh, I, I launched a pilot of the iPlayer in, in 10 or 11 different countries around the world and um, this was before new products like Britbox which I'm sure I'll talk about in a minute but so lots of international experience which was fantastic as well you know that, that whole kind of cultural experience of how these kind of things work in different countries was was amazing and I really enjoyed that and then ITV and um, I've been at ITV say 10, 12 years, as I say, you know, I'm, I'm on the process of leaving. I've had a great time at ITV. It's a fantastic kind of media company to work for, you know, and obviously a big iconic institution within the UK. The thing I quite liked about ITV when I joined it is they were probably miles behind the other companies I've worked for from a tech perspective. And, and that again, it's a challenge, you know, I'm up for challenges, you know, and I thought, well, such a great brand, such great, you know, that kind of archive of brilliant content. They make such great shows, but the tech's a bit rubbish. <laughs> it was at the time, and I think everyone admitted that. And so I came in, and I've been, I suppose, been on a journey of transformation within ITV, which culminated really in probably the launch of ITVX at the end of the last year, which, you know, I think has universally been pretty well um, accepted as, a you know, something that can really compete with the other big streaming platforms. And But believe me, it wasn't just about the ITVX US, UX. It was really about, you know, kind of... Uh, all of the kind of processes below it, the advertising processes, the content processes, even the financial systems, everything had to change. So I, I always think of ITVX as the tip of the iceberg with all of the other stuff we had to do. So it was a real journey and I loved it. And, and, and amazing people. And I think that I, I'll come on to this again. You know, I, I've worked with some brilliant people. I think my personality is really well suited to the media industry. Um, and um, so, yeah, I've always worked with fantastic people and that's been really important. And, and as I mentioned up front, you know, I, I'm due to take that next challenge up in, yeah. in November, which, again, I'm really, really looking forward to. Not not yeah. directly within the media industry, but a neighbouring industry, which I was quite to do in adjacent industry um, and a company, but again, with, I think, a big tech and cultural challenge on, yeah. the, on their plates, which is, again, what gets me out of bed in the morning. Yeah, well, and you know what what a journey and and it's so enlightening speaking to people when especially when their backgrounds aren't maybe the traditional as you said you know if if, if you're on the first of the immediate family to to go into education and and decide where you wanted to go but what what resonates so clearly speaking to you is that your, your love and energy for the subject matter and and you you've clearly stayed loyal to, to following a pursuit of whether it's the industry and the job of passion and, and you actually enjoy it and you didn't not sell your soul but you didn't take uh, you didn't follow an industry that could have perceivably pay more money or do different things you, you've it's, it's clear you've followed where a passion is and we were 
speaking just before the podcast, weren't we, about what what you are passionate about and and um and you know without blinking an eye you were talking about people people and culture and and how how important it is and it you know i can see firsthand that's that's you through and through so maybe tell us a bit more about that belief system you know when you're when when you've been building your teams over the years when you've been looking at who succeeded how important is people and culture and and those sort of those those personality traits Right, I'll, I'll think this through to see if I can structure the answer in, in a way. You know, I, I think you're dead right. You know, the, the whole kind of people and culture pit is really important to me. Um, you know, I, I think one thing I will say is, you know, if you really want to enjoy your career rather than just go through the motion or just earn lots of money, you know, money was always important to me. I want pretended people that say it's not, you know, it was, but it wasn't the most important thing. You know, I wanted to work in an industry that I could relate to, an industry where I personally could feel comfortable, an industry that would challenge me both kind of technically. I'm interested, as I said, in consumer facing products and, you know, and, and that was all there. So, so I think that is really, really important. The people bit, especially, I think, but first of all, when, you know, you, you, you're kind of new to an industry, you, you haven't necessarily got a team of your own. I, I think just being able to work with people is really, really important. There are not many roles around now where you can just go off and do your own thing for three months. You know, you, you have to be able to work with other people, listen to other people's perspectives uh, and be able to work as a team. That is critical to anybody. Yeah? So I think that's the first people thing. The second thing which probably comes to when, you know, you, you maybe start to kind of build your own teams is that, you know, you do have some kind of say over the kind of the kind of people that you want to work with. And, and there's probably a couple of bits to that. One is, and, and I'm going to steal this from a, a very good colleague of mine who I won't mention, but, you know, it's not my phrase, but it, it, he always had this phrase of smart and kind, which I lo always loved. Yeah. We need really, really smart. He used to say, Mark, we need really, really smart people in, you know, in, to do this really tough, complex stuff that we're going to do. But they need to be kind and they need to be able to work with people and they need to get on. And I've always kind of stuck with that mantra, you know, be smart and kind and and, and get smart and kind people around you. Yeah? And, and I think, you know, ITV has, has been great for that and the BBC, actually. And I think the media industry encourages that, that kind of you know culture. So, so that, the smart and kind thing I, I, I really like. But you also need to build teams with a kind of mix of people as well. And, and I think this is becoming more and more important. You know, the, con the concept and I probably led a lot by, you know, the kind of diversity and inclusion Agenda, which you know is big and massive and something I've always been hugely supportive of you know trying to build that really kind of diverse team I think is so important because when you get diversity you get different viewpoints and you get challenging conversations and you get challenged really really important so you know the whole kind of DNI thing is really important so being able to work with lots of different people from different backgrounds you know and with different challenges and different opportunities so, so I think that's all good important from the, the people perspective culture i'll just move on to culture quickly for a bit because yeah, i and a couple of things around culture and i said this a bit up front is i i, I kind of in this in, in the way i didn't just kind of i didn't just kind of go into the media industry you know i i did have a bit of a plan you know i, I worked for a, a big company like bt and, and and they work across all industries basically i i kind of headed for the projects that were involved that you know were around the media industry because i could see that was somewhere where i'd really like to work and I think it is important, you know, you need to almost, and you know, you may not know this up front, but 
I just had the feeling and I, you know, from what I knew about the media industry, it excited me for one, but also, you know, I got the feeling that's the kind of place I'd really like to work. And I, it turned out it, it was, you know, I, I probably could have gone into a bank or financial institutions and probably earned more money and, you know, but it, you know, I didn't see myself there. So I think, you know, that's something about choose a company with the right culture, I think is quite important. Maybe try a few out and, you know, and then, and then jump to the one that, that, that you want. Um, Another thing about culture, which I found through my career is, and and there's loads, if you read kind of kind of management or leadership books, there's loads of great phrases about this. But, but, but I think culture is so important when you're trying to change things. You know, I, I talked about launching ITVX um, recently. The toughest piece of that whole launch wasn't about building a great product, you know, a user-facing product that people would love. It, it was about changing the whole mindset of a, 60 or 70 year old business that had been stuck in doing things in a certain way which was making great shows for nine o'clock on itv1 you know and and that's true you know and and the idea is actually no now it's all about streaming you know and 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 it's not about changing the, the front end product it's about changing the whole process for how you commission shows how you make shows how you build shows you know and so that you know changing it was turning a tanker a bit but it was about changing the culture of a business more than just building products so so, so culture comes in in a huge number of ways, but I think, you know, kind of find something that fits your culture and then be prepared as the tech guy or the tech person to get involved in all of that side of things as well. You know, and, uh, you know, I, I ended up running a lot of the, the diversity. I, I ran actually the disability network at ITV as part of the diversity inclusion. And I, I absolutely loved and I met some of the greatest people, but I think don't be afraid to get involved in all of those extracurricular type and cultural things that every big company will run now, actually even small companies, you know, I think just get involved in those kind of things as well as just being the tech guy who's getting, you can do great tech stuff, but get involved in other parts of, you know, other initiatives within the company as well. And the last thing on the company thing, am I rambling a bit, Charlie? Please tell me if I No, this is perfect. Please carry on. The other thing about a company is, get to understand the business uh, i think and this is something that i've always i i know perhaps i didn't really get and now i do get you know and i think if you really want to build a career you need especially nowadays you need to understand not just the tech but the business and how the business works what's the business model what's our go-to-market strategy what could we do different what's our innovation strategy and, and i think especially i've been lucky lucky enough to be on the the management board of itv for the past five years and most of the conversations we have there are not about tech as you could imagine they're about you know what products are we going to bring to market you know what's the go-to-market strategy how do we do the transformation of the company so i think you know just really understand the business as you're getting into and be prepared to get involved in some of the business conversations and not just the tech conversations yeah and and you know mark this is this is brilliant because it's it's so clear i that that phrase um be smart and kind i just could not agree with you more. You know, you can, if, if, if you only have one side of those, of that equation, you know, you are, you're, you're, you're missing a trick. You can be the smartest person in the room, but if you do not have that empathy and the ability to be able to build relationships and understand other viewpoints, your, your career is limited and, and obviously vice versa. You, you, you might be the most empathetic person in the world, but if you don't invest in your own education or your own, um, you know, understanding of, of complex problems, you know, you'll, you'll also have a ceiling. Yeah. So I, I think that's, that those two words alone as well allow someone to go from a very 
capture job role to actually the world is your oyster if you've got if you're smart and kind so yeah your colleague i think um you know he coined that very very well yeah yeah no i've uh, always stuck with that yeah it's, it's something i live by without a shadow of a doubt yeah yeah and i i also loved what you said about the extracurricular activities as well because and, and and the fact that you're passionate about um, the, the diversity agenda and, and you know, being um, involved in different parts of it, because a big reason for this podcast is to help promote STEM subjects or STEM careers to young people who wouldn't normally feel that there's a career available to them in that industry. And that's the big problem, especially with technology, is that there is actually quite a wide, diverse background of people who study science, engineering, tech, you know, maths, um, at school but for some reason when it comes to them doing their first careers a huge proportion will go into sciences or medicine or research and and we lose a huge talent pool of diverse young people different ethnic um, economic backgrounds different neurodiverse and and so to hear that you're saying that actually you know there are those um, communities within large you know within the media world I suppose probably facilitates it better than other industries that there is an open playing field you, you can be recognized and you're not going to be ostracized if you are disabled there's a there's a committee that there's a there is a a place to allow you to excel you know that's that's music to my ears and, and i think just on that i think you know and most people will know this but you know it's been something i've realized over the last 10 years especially is that every big company is so heavily reliant on tech, more heavily reliant on tech than it ever has been before. There is not a single company out there that hasn't got some really interesting and really senior roles around tech. Also, over the last five to ten years, you know, one other thing I've noticed, you know, most most CTOs or CIOs ten years ago, fifteen years ago, weren't on the management board. You know, they I, I've been there myself. I was a CTO reporting into the CFO or the director of strategy or something, and. And, and then, you know, I got promoted. I, I reported in the CEO, my new role, I'll be reporting into the CEO. I've even though a lot of CTOs recently have actually taken on CEO roles, yeah, because the company is so heavily dependent on tech, it's the most important thing. So, I, you know, I, I think in the past, it was like, oh, maybe, you know, I can go the accountancy route, or I can go the legal route, or I can go, you know, or I can go a research route, and there'd be more opportunities for me. I don't think there's any sector now where there's more opportunities than there is, yeah. you know, for people with really good tech backgrounds. So I, I think the world has really opened up from that perspective. Yeah. And again, I just couldn't agree with you more there. And it's, uh, that's the excitement, isn't it? That, that's where we're going. So time always flies when I speak to passionate people like yourself. And, and you know, we're, we're, we're now coming to the, the bit of the podcast where can you give us a bit of just one or two tips that your bit of career advice, our, our young listeners who hopefully have been inspired about realising wow, there is opportunities and someone like yourself has, has been so successful and, um, and, and, you know, had a diverse background yourself in regards to education. What, what one or two bits of advice would you give um, to our young people who just want to get a foot in the door, stand out from the crowd, be able to, yeah, get above the parapet? I think what I'm probably going to do, Charlie, you know, rather, because I think I've mentioned a few things that are really important. So yeah. what I might try and do is try, try and pick out two or three things I've already mentioned and maybe build on it a little bit, but... Uh, you know, which one shall I start at? I, I think I talked right at the beginning, didn't I? You know, if you're doing a, a degree, 
you know, that idea of doing a sandwich course. And, and then there is such a diversity of different types of role in the tech space now. I think especially with, with you know, things like product management being, and marketing being so closely related to technology nowadays. And also data is the, another big one there that I haven't mentioned yet, you know. Um, you know, the, the, all the data roles, data engineering, data analysts, data scientists, you know, all of those kind of really interesting roles. So I think that that is one tip, you know, just there are you're not just it's not just about coding. you know. And I think a lot of people think, oh, that's coding. That's a bit maybe geeky for me, you know, but I think you just ha just try and understand either, you know, by the by your course at university or being doing a sandwich or even within, you know, your first role, the diversity of different types of tech related roles out there and then try and you know try and see which one you know is really going to float your boat and don't just get stuck in you know in one that's not really for you i suppose so so i think that, that that that's probably one one piece of advice i've got to go back to the smart and kind thing i think because you know that is you know as you said quite rightly Charlie, you can be as smart as you like but you know if you can't get on with people and work as part of a team that, that's that that's tough you know and you're probably going to be a lot yeah there are still roots for people like that as you know you know the more introverted people that just want to be but but you know you, you are closing off a lot yeah so i think just be able to to, to listen to people be open-minded be, be conscious of the people you're working with who you know who, who might not be exactly like you for whatever reason you know and i and i think you know being being able to work as part of a team and in you know, it's really, really important to people going forward, I think. So that, that, that that's that's so important. I, I think this is something I probably haven't done, but I know it's, um, yeah, I've, I've stuck at companies for quite a while. You know, I, I've kind of six, seven, 10, 12 years, 10 years at companies, you know, and I think now there's the opportunity probably to jump around a bit more. And I think, especially early in your career, I think don't be afraid, you know, of, you know, if you, if it's the culture's not for you or the role's not for you or, or, or the location's not for you, or they're not flexible enough for you, you know, I think don't be afraid to jump around, you know, I think especially from a tech perspective, you know, companies need good tech people and good data people and all of that. So, you know, I think don't be afraid to find the right fit for you, whether that's the right cultural fit, the right role fit, etc. I think, you know, don't be, don't be afraid of that. Yeah. And our last one, and then, you know, feel free to, I think, <laughs> Don't be shy at coming forward. And perhaps that's something I suffered. And I don't know what, why that is, you know, whether it's just my kind of nature or my background or whatever. But when I look back over my career, there were people probably not as well qualified as me who were putting themselves forward for stuff. You know, whether that is you know, getting involved in the extra, extracurricular stuff, you know, I, I mentioned around diversity and all of that kind of stuff, or, or even thinking you're not good enough for, to go for a promotion. I think just be confident and go for stuff and put yourself forward and make yourself visible. I think it's just really good. And I probably shied away a little bit from that. I think, especially early in my career. And, and, and you know, and I, I think about that quite a lot. So yeah. I think, yeah, just make yourself, make yourself visible. Yeah. Without yeah. being the big kind of all hand sherry off because that, that, that's probably not good actually. Is <laughs> <You know? laughs> that can have the, the opposite impact sometimes, but I think, yeah, just, just put yourself out there a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and that and that that last point, I just think that that will resonate to to so many people because I think one of the challenges within within tech, and thank you for being open about that, and within industry, and what we look at is, and and there's, this goes back to the gender uh, challenge where traditionally um, men will tend to put themselves out there more than than females for 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 reasons of um, how they view. Yeah. you know job roles and opportunities and and actually if, if everyone had that confidence to be able to say you know what 
let me let me let me try let me strive and and that goes across the whole spectrum of people you know that's that's something as businesses we've got to promote but individuals that that confidence to say let me without being the big i am or 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 you know breaking relationships that still keeping your kindness um I think that really is a great point. And, and many people sitting here who probably might have thought it was easy for someone like yourself, you know, we're both here as, as in privileged positions, but actually th- that same insecurity can also be there, but you've, you've got to be able to put yourself out there. So I, I think that's a really good point. Yeah, no, 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 definitely. And we talked a bit about, you know, kind of the diversity thing. And I think having more diversity in tech, you know, I, you know, I think especially, you know, I've done a lot of work around, you know, kind of girls or women in tech, you know, there are various bodies out there that are doing an amazing job and I've always supported them wherever I've been. And I think we've made a lot, a big difference in that, from that perspective, just from the gender perspective, I really do um, in the whole kind of tech world, you know, and I, I see a I, I really good example. We do a graduate training scheme at um, ITV. We take on seven or eight graduates from various different universities to go into the tech graduate training scheme every year. And I must admit in the early days and we started it seven or eight years ago, it was mainly lads or boys that, you know, it wasn't anyone. I think last year we had, I think one guy and six girls, you know, so the world is changing there as well. And I think, you know, and I think people are paying a lot more attention to this. And I think, and, and, and all of the teams that I've ever worked in that have got that gender balance have always been better teams. Yeah. And, and that and that's another undeniable fact. You know, data backs that up. Let alone yeah. you know views of of culture and 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 wanting just to be a diverse uh, business. So, Mark, thank you. This has been such uh, such an interesting um, episode. And as I say, the the passion you have the, for the space, let alone um, the, the advice you've given, I think just really really resonates. And so, uh, from from on behalf of Future Tech Podcast, Mark, thank you for your time. Thank you very much, Charlie. I've really enjoyed it. And to our listeners, that's another episode of the Future Tech Podcast. Um, As many of you know, it's shared with the STEM Ambassador Association, as well as on our website um, and shared on Spotify. So um, this is another episode of Future Tech. Thank you for people who are listening to this show. And once more, thank you to Mark for being a guest. Brilliant. Thanks very much, Charlie. Good to see you.